Jerry Hancock again with Minute Balance, and today we're going to be talking about couples communication guidelines. These are some things that I have learned over time and have grasped from other people that help in the communication process with a spouse or partner. So let's talk about them one at a time, and we'll uh, sort of see how they might apply uh, in your life, for example. Well, the first important decision that we make every day is that we will stay together. Uh, if you don't make that decision every day, then nothing else really matters, does it? So I heard a uh, minister one time say, love is not an attitude or a feeling, it is a decision. So every day that we make the decision to stay with our spouse or partner, we're making a commitment to be in love with that person for another day. The second item, unresolved conflict creates distance in the relationship. Well, I guess that's a given. However, most of us don't seem to know how to keep that from happening. And, of course, the answer isn't to avoid conflict, but instead to resolve conflict so that it uh, doesn't interfere with the relationship. How do you do that? By developing some tools that help you get to the heart of the matter and put conflict behind you very quickly. I would say that the best advice for uh, handling conflict is to get it over with quickly and learn to move on, forgive each other, and let the past be the past. Number three, successfully resolving issues builds trust and intimacy. It shows your relationship is strong enough to withstand challenges. Avoiding issues means that you're not sure. It took me a long time to realize that when I dodge an issue in a relationship, it means that I must think that issue is so big that it's a deal-breaker, that uh, it would actually end the relationship if we had to deal with it. When the fact of the matter is, it's not likely to end the relationship at all. And once I get through with that issue and deal with it and have it end successfully, then uh, I'm sure that the relationship can withstand conflict. Number four, finding your higher calling in your marriage puts smaller issues in perspective. And I think that's true. When we see our marriage with some vision attached to it, and by the way, I recommend that you develop a vision statement for your marriage, then you can realize that there's a higher purpose to this marriage than just two people getting their needs met. It has to do with the two people being happy with each other, raising a productive family, and learning how to live in peace with each other. That's a big, uh, a big item in itself. Number five, intimacy is being able to reveal your true self knowing that it will not be used against you later. A lot of us men particularly tend to think of intimacy as having to do with sex. But actually, intimacy is a trust. Intimacy means that we, as men, can reveal ourselves to our partners and not worry that they will take that out on us later by using what we said against us. Next, we must allow each other momentary frustrations without making a big issue of it or taking it personally. You know, we are going to have conflict, not only in marriage, but in any relationship in which we are involved with another human being. Uh, so trying to avoid conflict is pointless, but if we allow each other to have frustrations and to verbalize those frustrations and to speak their frustration, get it over with, um, 
it, it actually heals the relationship and helps us move on. If we take everything personally, or if we make a big production out of every time our partner expresses some frustration, then we're asking for real difficulty that's probably not going to serve us well in the future. How about this one? We can be the container for our partner's anger or frustration, allowing them to vent. And I'll be the first to tell you that one's hard to do, but what it means is we can listen to our partner as they vent about something that's bothering them without taking it personally, without feeling we have to fix it or respond, and just contain it for the other person so that it gives them the freedom to get it off their chest, while at the same time it gives us the opportunity to hear what's on their mind and to realize it may not be about us after all, it may just be something they need to get off their chest. But even if it is about us, we can still let them vent and get their anger and frustration out, and it does the relationship a world of good. The next one. Emotions are fleeting. Sometimes it is best, best to let them pass without responding, especially when they are coming from our partner. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's still hard to do. But emotions come and go, and sometimes they come and go frequently, and sometimes they are uh, big and boisterous, and sometimes they are quiet and subdued. But the fact is, they tend to go away, and we don't have to respond to everything that happens, especially if it's coming from our partner, unless we are so insecure that we are afraid that it's going to damage our relationship. But the fact of the matter is, we can just let most things pass, and unless they are made an issue of later, it's probably something that's just as well uh, left behind. It is important to speak up for what we want and to represent ourselves truthfully in the relationship. This in itself can generate some conflict when we speak up for what we want and ask our partner to provide it. This means that we are uh, opening the door to the possibility that they may have a different point of view and that they may not be able to or not willing to give us what we are asking for. So we have the possibility not only of conflict but also of rejection if we get told that the person is not going to do what we're asking them to do. However, if we don't do this, then we are not being true to ourselves in the relationship and the cost of that, I'm afraid, is resentment that will come out later in other ways that are not healthy for the relationship. We need to be clear about our boundaries and expect our partner to respect them. This is very important as well because as an individual we have things that are important to us, our value system, our uh, priorities, the beliefs in certain things, and our partner cannot transgress those things without running the risk of upsetting us and uh, maybe even doing some damage to us or the relationship. So it's up to us to protect our boundaries and to tell not only our partner but whomever when they have violated a boundary and that we expect that behavior to not happen again. What that means is not that we are ultra sensitive and responding to everything that comes along but that on key things, things that really matter to us, we speak up and let our partner know if they have violated a boundary by asking us to do something that is, for example, not uh, part of our value system. Defensiveness can be destructive and shuts down further dialogue. Well, I think that's also true, that uh, we know that when we are defensive, it 
uh, brings up issues that we would not otherwise have to deal with and uh, when that happens it means that uh, we are asking for the other party to have to listen to uh, our own version of events that may in fact not be true we become we become defensive when we feel like we are attacked uh, we become defensive when we feel like there is something uh, grossly unfair taking place and most of the time neither of those things are true most of the time the defensiveness is coming from some uh, concern that goes way back in our own background and we can usually sort that out and figure out why we feel the need to be defensive just remember this because a person says something doesn't mean it's true and because they say it to you doesn't mean it's about you it can be coming from some dark place in their personality as well so there really is no reason for us to be defensive although most of us are from uh, time to time some of us more often than others the only way to work on our own issues is in a relationship well that seems obvious but the fact is many of us think that the best way to deal with conflict is to get out of the relationship and guess what when we get out of the relationship we are no longer able to learn about our own behavior and its impact on someone else and we don't have this other person that um, that tends to irritate us but it also tends to give us experience and exercise our muscles in dealing with conflict so if we're going to get better at relationships we can do that best in a relationship not out of a relationship assuming positive intent on the part of your partner can keep you from attributing sinister motives let me read that again assuming positive intent on the part of your partner can keep you from attributing sinister motives so for example when your partner says something critical about the clothes you're wearing or whatever uh, if we assume positive intent meaning that what they want for us is to for us to look nice and to be respected in the public uh, then we don't have to take personally the comment that they made and find some ulterior motive in it maybe it's just a an effort to help us improve the way we are presented our partner is not our parent our ex our former lovers so we should not read into their action our own assumptions or weaknesses um, yeah this is something that we tend to do because we have our own areas of sensitivity and so when our partner our present partner says something that sounds like something a previous partner may have said then we do tend to overreact to that and tend to see that as something critical of us or something that we need to uh, defend ourselves against and of course that is not the case um, usually when that happens I find the problem is likely something that we need to deal with it's on our own uh, situation and not something that they are doing so if we can take a hard look at our own reasons for the defensiveness perhaps we can uh, get to the bottom of the issue and and make amends how about this one the best gift we can give each other is a healthy loving relationship I really believe that because in today's environment there are so few healthy relationships and many of them have either lost affection or lost the expression of love between them so when we can give that to each other by working hard on the relationship both parties 
and find things that we can give to each other as gifts without expecting anything in return, it turns out that we can have a more healthy, loving relationship. And finally, this one, tone of voice and body language matters at least as much in partner communication as the words that you say. Well, we all say we know that, and yet most of us tend to use tone of voice and critical words in dealing with our partners that we don't use in dealing with other people, even strangers. And why is that? Well, I guess we feel like we can do that and get by with it because these folks know us and love us already, but it is sort of disrespectful to do that, and it's probably not a good idea to give the person that you love this kind of treatment. It doesn't um, help in building trust or building the relationship. Well, I don't know. What do you think about those ideas? Those are communication guidelines for couples, and you'll find them on our blog and on our website. So if you have comments you'd like to make about them, go there and tell us what you think. And if you'd like a copy of this, feel free to send us uh, a request by email. Just send it to Jerry. J-E-R-R-Y at meninbalance.org. Ask for the couple's communication guidelines and we'll send that to you along with some communication rules that we have developed for having good fights and this other document, 20, 20 Assumptions About Marriage, that uh, might be helpful to you as well. Well, thanks for listening. I think it's important that we always be working on our relationships and especially those with our intimate partners and maybe something you've heard today can be of value to you. Maybe you want your partner to hear this as well. Feel free to uh, invite them to listen to it on the website or on the radio as well. Thanks again for your involvement in Men in Balance and for your participation. Remember, we depend on your contributions to stay alive, so if you have things that you like about what we're doing, we'd appreciate a contribution. You can do that at the website. Just go to the website and make a contribution by clicking on uh, Donate Now. I'm Jerry Hancock. Thanks again for listening.